podcast where we consider Rick rolling you before deciding we're better than easy April Fool's jokes. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 19. Here we are. One more week. Another podcast about the Timberwolves is all going down. Happy April Fool's Day, Scott. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody listening. Unless you're listening to it on Saturday, in which case we are the April Fool because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who knows when they'll listen to it, but we're putting this podcast up on April Fool's Day. So we're saying there will be no fooling in this show. No there will, fooling there will in this be show. No, there will be no pranks. We ha- Well, we have something to do with April Fool's, but right. we're not going to be fooling you, the listener. Right. We're not going to say something um, you know, that we don't believe in. We're not going to um, you know, uh, tease an uh, interview with Carl Anthony Towns, stuff like that, which, which you see is what you get here on the show tonight. Hey, you already have enough people pulling your leg. You know every website's going to do something. Yeah, watch so out for it, you guys. You've had enough of that. It's about to be high season of uh, pranks and uh, you know links. I saw some some people getting in on the action early, day early, day before April Fool's Day. I saw you know article today announcing Trader Joe's to close all their stores, <laughs> uh, you know, eliminate other products. Stuff like that's happening already. It's out there. Beware. You can't do it before April Fool's Day. You're just (laughs) an idiot then. No, you're just a liar. You know, it's not it's not funny when it's not on April Fool's Day. You're right. But uh, you'll get none of that uh, chicanery on this show. I miss the days when I would fall for that stuff. It used to be it used to be that it could get you. And now the word's out. Now people are looking for it. So so be careful out there, you guys, today on April Fool's Day. We're talking wolves, though. We have a cool show for you today where we have mailbag. We're going to review Target Center food. Um, We have a new segment uh, called the the Weekly Wolfies. Going to give some awards away, that kind of thing. And uh, we're going to play a game. Scott, you ready to get started? Let's get it going. Okay, cool. We're going to start in our main section today talking about Glenn Taylor and Milt Newton. Talking about the the higher-ups in the organization uh, this week, Glenn Taylor uh, said to the press that uh, he would indeed give Milt Newton uh, through the summer to, to have his job as, uh, is he an interim? I know Sam's still yeah. an interim. Is he's Milt a, the interim, interim GM? Yep, still an interim. He will, he will remain the interim GM, I guess, then, <laughs> uh, through the summer at least. And then I guess at that point, the tag will either be removed and he will keep the job or he will be discarded i don't think that's possible yeah <laughs> i don't know there's lots to unravel here what, what do we think he about gets to change like the placard outside his yeah. office <laughs> what does it, say? it says interim right now <laughs> probably there's and i'd imagine it's like a plaque that says like gm and then like there's a post-it note on, on top of it yeah like interim so what do we think about this what do we what are the were the ins and outs of uh glenn you know giving giving milt some time not sam sam you're gonna be you possibly will be on the chopping block. You're going to, you no, know. We, gonna, I, we predicted it already. Well, I think. Lock uh, it in. Yeah, we predicted that, uh, yeah, Sam will keep his job. I think that is likely. But he, I think that they're at least going to look at some other guys, whereas, you know, Glenn saying this week that they're not even going to look at other GMs until after free agency. What do we think about that, Scott? What, 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 do you, what do you have for me? I hate when he says things like that because it's like. So you're just going to not do any research and just wait and start your search? Like, you got to know what else is on the market before you yeah. make a decision about whether you keep Milt or not. And so, like, you're you're just being obtuse when you say that. But at the same time, like, I feel like Glenn actually does think that way. And, like, it was kind of like we saw with, uh, you know, when we thought about we were getting – Flip might hire a new head coach. We had talked about that. Uh, he, you know, interviewed Jaeger and stuff before appointing himself coach. And uh, it was kind of the same thing that we were talking about there, 
with uh i, I don't know i, I forgot my who was it? point yeah yeah who was it that he was talking about i mean they were talking to i mean sam was a was a head coach candidate at that point you know there was other people who were in the mix he ultimately flip went with himself right uh, as, as that head coach oh yeah well we all kind of saw that coming and so like i felt like similarly yeah and you know i think with mill you know to, right now, you know, it is easy to, um, you know, kind of pick this apart and lament the fact that there's no process, I guess, about trying to find a potential new GM. But Milt, I think, you know, deserves more of a chance at this point. You know, I don't think he has shown really either way that you can, um, you know, that he's the guy for the future or, other, you know, on the other hand, he's someone that, that needs to, you know, be let go of his duties at this point. Right. I think, you know, again, we talked about the trade deadline. He, he held, held Pat, didn't make any moves, really big or small, um, just cut veterans in, the, in that way and uh, did buyouts with them. But I think, um, you know, Mill deserves a chance here. He deserves a chance to have a draft, to have a free agency. And uh, I'd like to see what he can do when uh, not in the shadow of Flip Saunders, I guess. Yes, and uh, I think I remember my original point bringing up that was that we felt like we didn't start our coaching search until after all the good ones have been taken. Hmm. Where it's kind of like, well, the good Leftovers. free agents, <laughs> or it's like the Twins, where they waited all offseason to get a left-handed reliever, and then the oh, whole no. market went dry by the time they were like, okay, we need one. Yeah. And so then there's nothing out there. It's kind of the same thing where it's like, if there's good GM candidates out there, um, hopefully they don't get hired by other teams while we're still test driving uh, Milt. I mean, you got to kind of, I mean, I just, there's so much we don't see with the role of uh, GM. Yeah, and very it, hard to judge. There's so many different parts of the operation that he is uh, taking advantage of or, you know, taking control of. And so I think like Glenn's got to know what he has already in Milt. I feel like it's kind of weird to, yeah. I mean, it probably speaks it's some ideas. I think it probably means he's coming back if they're like, okay, you can have the draft. Cause yeah. then they're going to say, okay, well, let's see how your traffic does. It's not like they're going to, I mean, he would have to take someone really bad, you know, in the draft to like, we have him be like, well, that was a bad draft pick. Yeah. I feel well, like we're, we're going to be pretty psyched about whoever we draft. Cause that's the way it is with first round. Rookies, yeah. It seems you know? like Milt will be the guy. Milt will probably get a new deal um, at the end of the summer. Um, if nothing bigger happens with ownership, you know, I think that's kind of what Glenn's leaving the door open for here. Possibly um, the Steve Kaplan situation, all but dead at this point. You know, uh, Doogie um, Wolfson and others have kind of reported, and Glenn has been quoted as saying it's basically over with with Steve Kaplan. So, we'll see. Yeah, it, we'll, well see. Well, I think he could still sell the team quickly, and that's what I'm getting well, at. I'm the saying, Kaplan thing. I'm Para, not sure if the Kaplan thing's over. Yeah, it seems like Para's got you know got his hands all over this one, but I think they're. I think the door is open for a more, you know, quick turnaround for another potential minority owner who might swoop in. And that, I think, is where you leave the interim situation with Milt. You extend that a little bit just in case you do get a new minority owner who does have somebody else in mind. Maybe that's what Glenn's leaving the door open for a little bit here. Never that, know. That's a good point. But all I'm saying is when when it ends up being Kaplan, you heard it here first that I was like, just wait, just wait. <laughs> you, you're saying Kaplan I'm skepti- still in the mix. I just think that both sides are postulating right now. It's mm, with like, there's like a, there's like a war a bidding going on. Right. Where, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, Kaplan wants to be wooed a little bit. He's trying to drive his, up his price. Oh, you know, it's really hard for me to get away from this team. And, you know, I have this uh, option in my contract with the Grizzlies that kicks in in the year where I start making more money. And, you know, so he yeah. has leverage. And so I think Glenn needs a little bit of leverage. So he's like, yeah, it's done. It's dead. I'm moving on as a way to like, you know, it's just all negotiations. I'm wondering if when we'll hear another name for that ownership stuff, because, 
You know, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about, hey, it's going to be hard to get somebody in here who uh, Doogie Wolfson, again, used the term training wheels, who will be on training wheels behind Gray, uh, Glenn Taylor for the next couple of years as a minority owner. I don't think people care about that too much. There's so few opportunities to even potentially become an owner in a couple of years. I think people will hop on this train. Hey, I can own the wolves. Yeah, it's, it'll wait maybe five years or so. Fine. I'll sit in the background for a little bit. I know it's not ideal, but there's just not enough open jobs uh, for that ownership, open opportunities to buy a team around. I think people will come o- come over uh, sooner than later on this Wolves open possibility job here. Well, we're an exciting team. I just feel like Glenn yeah, probably doesn't too. feel too, he probably doesn't feel as rushed <laughs> to sell the team now that he can see yeah. that we have a nice young core and we'll have a new uh, shiny arena to pitch. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Glenn takes it slow. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Milt this summer. He will uh, be the one mainly making the draft pick and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully a top five pick. And then also uh, dealing with free agency. I like Milt, though. I think uh, I think he deserves a little bit more of a chance. We'll see what happens it's there. It's just hard to judge him because we don't yeah. know. Like, he stood pat and didn't do a lot of moves. And on one hand, you're, you can say, like, well, he should have made a trade. But you don't really know what kind of trades are out there. Yeah. Seems like uh, he, he played it right with the Rubio-Chris Middleton situation, yes. I suppose. So uh, that <laughs> it counts in his favor. And I think this draft is, pick, is big because, like, you know, it was easy for Flip to take Towns. Anybody would have. Well, most people would have. Yeah. You know, I'm glad he had the courage to do that because some people are like Khan probably wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he would have gone Oakle Four. Oh man, if he probably got Moutier. <laughs> Keep going, point guards. Yeah, we and, know his pension for point guards. And so you know, I won't be. Uh, I just think that this is a more interesting draft pick. It's more like when Flip uh, chose Levine or, or Shabazz. Right. It's kind of in the, the middle where you have to make a statement with your pick. You're you're really choosing between some even talents. Maybe. Yeah, well, that's a perfect segue, Scott, into our next little bit we want to talk about here. And uh, it uh, involves March Madness and uh, who is kind of uh, one name that has kind of risen above them all as far as uh, draft stock within the tournament. And that is Buddy Heald of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, still playing, made the Final Four, and uh, his stock has risen a little bit. I think he was more kind of in the 10 to 5 range um, before the tournament. And, uh, you know, he's averaging 29 in the tournament, and uh, he's hit uh, 19 of 43 point shots. Uh, so almost 50% tournament. That's pretty good. Um, and his stock is rising a little bit. Chad Ford now has him at five, Draft Express number seven, NBA Draft.net has him at number three. So he's approaching more of the. The Wolves range, if they do stay pat at five, um, you know, worst case scenario, the Wolves could maybe go down to five or six um, if everything if everything shakes out. Um, but Buddy Heald is 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 the name of note. If you've been following the tournament and the, kind of the lottery the lottery vibes of uh, those teams that are there, and uh, lots of people looking at him. Um, Scott Buddy Heald as is is he someone you'd like to see the Timberwolves pick possibly at number five ish. Uh, if we did, I wouldn't throw a fit, but yeah. you might not be my first or second choice. Yeah, I, I think it's easy to like the shiny thing that's in front of you, and I know the majority of us do. You know, most of our draft scouting in the tournament because <laughs> it's like really the only college <laughs> basketball that we watch all year long. Of course, and so um, recency bias. Recency bias is definitely <laughs> uh-huh. at play, yeah. and it, you know it's really fun to watch them in the tournament. But yeah. seeing, like I said, like a twenty-two-year-old dominating like freshmen and sophomores. <laughs> And the tournament is just like, he's yeah, a grown you man know, out there. <laughs> he's he's uh, you know he looks really athletic, uh, but at the same time, he's only six four, so he'd be a really undersized yep. shooting guard. 
in the NBA, and that's always tough when you're working from that that like starting point. Yeah, to start that in that disadvantage of the size. Right. And so, I mean, I have my reservations, and I wonder. I mean, I know we need shooting, shooting, shooting on this team, but I just wonder if just keeping like, oh, that's what we need. Let's definitely take the best one. Is making us maybe turn a blind eye to a better all-around package. Like I know, also people want to play the quick game. We got enough young people. We don't need to mm. develop another young guy. This mm. this team's ready to go. We need. We can draft someone who's already twenty-two. And it's just like taking shortcuts like that isn't the mark of a smart organization that thinks about winning today, next season, and five seasons from now. You know, like Spurs would be like expect to be a winning organization every season, so they don't take a shortcut just because like, oh, this guy can shoot already. When it's like, well, if you draft a 19-year-old, by the time he's 22, he'll probably be able to shoot a lot better too. You yeah. Know? So it seems like you'd be leaning more towards someone like Jamal Murray, yeah. potentially at five, Jamal who Murray. is a freshman from um, Kentucky, um, who, again, freshman instead of a senior, like yeah. Buddy Heald, um, who is like 19 years old and uh, maybe more of a point guard, shoot, shooting guard, um, but definitely has the shooting acumen of Buddy Heald as well. Definitely known as a, a three-point, un- long long ball guy. A little <laughs> undersized like Buddy Heald as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, he him or you know Jamal I, Murray, I like Chris could Dunn. be in there. Or sorry, not Jamal Murray, uh, Jalen Brown is the other I, name. Yeah, Jalen Brown would be yeah. nice. I like Chris Dunn. Yeah, point guard from uh, from uh, Providence. Yeah, it's just yeah, he uh, just declared this week. Just, he's a little older as well, I think. Right, he's also an upperclassman, not not a nineteen year old. <laughs> yeah, but he's not as old as Buddy. I don't think. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't. I can't say with any amount of accuracy right now. But I just feel <laughs> Again, like we follow the NBA. I, I like the idea of like having a backup card in case uh, Tyus doesn't develop as quickly as people uh, people want him to. Like. Like, he can't be the backup point guard on a playoff team as of, like, right now. Yeah, Tyus. And who knows? I think he'll put in a lot of work this offseason and just keep getting better. He's a smart player, and he'll keep improving. But just right now, he's not at the level where he can be a reliable backup point guard on a team. Yeah, I agree. The Wolves for next season should have somebody else, whether that's a draft pick like Chris Dunn or maybe a you know offseason free agent, uh, more of a veteran guy. There's always a veteran guy floating around the league. Oh, yeah. The Mo Williams of the world. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's a rotating cast. It's like the defense against the dark arts position up in our team for backup point guard. But, yeah, talking about you know, you talked about the age, and that is something that, you know, I kind of am in the camp of, let's not go for another 19-year-old guy at this point. Um, you know, that's not hard and fast for me, but, you know, I don't, I guess I just don't mind that Buddy Heald is 22. It's not like he's a finished product. That was kind of, uh, that's kind of the knock you get on, on some guys that are a little, little bit older, whether they're, you know, 21 or 22 when the draft comes around. They still have a long way to develop. Think about uh, when you were 21 or 22, like... You know, both personality and body wise and stuff. I think he, while he is more advanced than someone like, you know, uh, you know Jamal Murray or somebody, I think he can still grow in the league and can become a better player as well. Maybe uh, another knock on him is his his playmaking ability. He's not really someone to give up the ball. He's kind of a raw shooter. Um, you know, be- maybe the best shooter in the draft. Um, you know, so I, you know, I don't mind the age, and I kind of am on board with the idea of. The Wolves have a lot of super young guys, and I don't necessarily think of it as a shortcut, although your point is taken that, you know, you definitely, you know, if the, if the guy you want is 19, then just take him. Don't worry about that. But I kind of like the idea of Buddy being able to step in. I think he will be able to contribute right away uh, for the Wolves with uh, the, their, their weakest skill, which is shooting, and that is, that's what he does best. I also like, um, you know, his his kind of, uh, I think he's like Towns in the fact that, 
You know, he's just ready to go as a guy coming out of college. He has skills and the attitude um, to make the transition in the NBA really smoothly. Nothing like D'Angelo Russell. It took him four years to make the transition (laughs) to being a good college player. Yeah, he's finally there. But yeah, I don't think he's going to be a problem like D'Angelo Russell or like Julio Okafor um, potentially running into problems in the NBA. You know, I think I I, I like him possibly at five. Again, if we were drafting one, two, three, maybe before, he's not the pick for me. I still think Ingram... Um, I still think Simmons and even Bender are above healed. But if we're stif- stuck at five, then, you know, I think he's there for us and, and I, I would take him. Um, but his draft, his stock is rising high. So if we're at five, he might be well, gone at it'll, this point. It'll never be higher the than it is right now. Is, is, well, what if he wins the national title? We got a whole weekend here to see. <laughs> it, <laughs> it can go up. <laughs> it didn't help Okafor get drafted first or Tyus get drafted before 28th or whatever we got him at. So, You're right. You know, You're right. That can be overblown by the time the draft comes around. There's a lot of scouting that's done in combines and, yeah. you know, different kind of like in-house practices people have having workouts so exactly there's a lot that changes his draft stock like i said maybe we'll peak in a week if he wins you know yeah. the championship but uh yeah. i think right now you know it's probably the top this is it so watch his games uh come up on sometimes Saturday. i get worried though because i just think about it. i know they're not the same player but i think about people like jimmer who just like lit it up scoring and shooting wise in college and never can make the leap to the nba yeah you worry about that for sure and yeah. buddy's a little more like uh, buddy's more athletic than jimmer but um i just think that sometimes People think that shooting, three-point shooting in college will translate super well to the NBA. And, like, you find out... Lines like, longer in the NBA. Yeah, it's like... Adrian, <laughs> Gotta text instead of back. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I think that it's not as a bankable skill to translate yes. as people think it is. Whereas I think, like... Some of the research is like rebounding and blocking is one of the more, like, uh, transferable skills sure. from yeah, college. Big yeah, Um Scott, anything else on Buddy Hill before we move on? Uh, go, go Oklahoma. I've already won my bracket, so I don't care. Woo. Um, go Oklahoma. You're cheering for him in the final four? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. I mean, they're even, fun. No matter, they're fun no, to watch. No matter if you think Buddy should be a wolf or not, he's fun to watch in this college stuff right now. And I don't know who else you're rooting for, you know, uh, to, to go all the way here, but it'd be really fun to see him. Plays a lot of passion, very, very sort of dramatic. It'd be fun to see them, uh, you know, win on Saturday and then go to the national title game on Monday. It'd be fun. Kind of reminds me of maybe like a Caldwell Pope or like an undersized yeah. Caldwell Pope, maybe, like, <laughs> yeah. or it's like. Yeah, that'd be nice to have on our team. Is it the fifth pick? I don't know. Yeah. You want to spend a five pick? But I think also, like, one thing while we're on the subject is why this doesn't matter if we get the fifth pick or the sixth pick or even, like, the seventh pick, really. I mean, there's, like, the clear top three right now and Bender, Ingram, and obviously Simmons. But after that, I feel like uh, I would be happy with any of, like, four or five players right there. Four through ten is more of a a, uh, sort of, you know, blob. More more of a, uh, just pick them. Right. We'll see. Which one? Do you like the most kind yeah, of thing? And yeah. so I think like by all it counts, would, it's a weak draft. It wouldn't be the end of the world if the Pelicans end up getting a draft pick ahead of us, and yeah. then if they take Dunn, we can take Heald, or if they take Heald, we can take Dunn yeah. or whatever. You know, I think there's plenty of choices of that spot. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, Scott, let's pay some bills. Let's uh, hear from our sponsor. All right, we got a special sponsor this week. Maybe you've heard them before. It's MTV Woo. Music Television. Wow. For our sponsor this week, we have a sneak peek at MTV's new show about online impersonators of Carl Anthony Towns. This is MTV's Catfish. All right, this is a good one. Dear Neve, I'm in an online relationship with the greatest guy ever. And we have officially been dating for the last two years. For about three years now online. For ten years. One problem. We haven't met yet. What if the person you thought you loved turned out not to be real? We've tried to meet almost a dozen times. I need the help of someone who's been through this experience before. And that's you. I'm desperate to meet the man of my dreams. 
Let's go. What would you do to find out? Come on, are you crazy? Neve, we're going to miss the flight. Would you travel the world? We are heading to Atlanta now. Rochester. Going to Mississippi. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey, man. How are you doing? The connection we built is really something once in a lifetime. It's an unconditional love. I don't know what I would do without him. And what would you do if that person you thought you loved? That's how he is. That he is. It was Carl Anthony Towns, NBA Rookie of the Year. The next step for us is to sort of dig in. Yeah, go ahead and investigate. Okay, ready, Max? Let the research begin. Uh-oh, we got something. He's an NBA player. No. It means that the person she's been talking to is a fake. But is it really Carl Anthony Towns, or are these imposters pulling a fast one? This could just be another fake profile. This is bad news. She's a catfish. Oh, my God. Is any of it bad? I just don't want to be disappointed. Who is this person? Element. This spring, go on a journey. Oh, I'm scared. Oh my god, tell me about it. To find love. To find truth. Oh, this is so weird. I cannot believe it's you. <laughs> to find Carl Anthony Towns. What's up? Are you okay? No, not I at don't... all. I just don't understand what's going on. Guys, 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 guys. Hello? The spring. Go inside MTV's Catfish. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck, 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a muck, 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Time for mailbag. Time to reach our arms deep down into this burlap sack filled with mailbag letters. You know what I just realized? Like, oh, what? This is straight off the dome, an epiphany on the air, if you will. <laughs> I'm Live really, to tape. I'm really sad that email got the, like, we've already decided, like, inbox is what we're calling that. Yeah. We should have called it the email bag. You're right. Mailbag, for some reason, has just become synonymous with questions or whatever right inbox never caught on yeah and i inbox outbox what if it was you know email bag and email outbox let's let's dive into the dms let's do it that's the new thing that's the next thing right like it's gone past inbox and now everyone's just checking their dms for messages from their friends and stuff so you're right and we were we mailbag is, is here to stay though that physical idea of a whole bag full of mail is just just so so per- perfect. I think. Uh, there's a lot of things like that that are weird in our culture, where like you know <laughs> the old school like physical thing that you used to do. Like a p- still PDF, are- if you save it, there's like a floppy disk image. It's like <laughs> if you like if you're like I don't know 20 or under, it's like what the f is what's a floppy that? disk? Yeah. yeah, Dad, what's that? <laughs> you know, or it's just like you know like scissors, and when you're doing the editing, yeah, uh, cut and uh, paste. Software, it's just like. <laughs> You're referring to things in the physical world that have no bearing on this thing. That's right. Very strange. Uh, well, we are looking into our inbox, our DMs right now. We got a couple good ones. We have great fans. Thank you. From our friends, uh, longtime listener of the show, John J.B. John Bender writes in again. He's basically owning this segment. You guys uh, have all the all the you know opportunities in the world to send in stuff, but J.B. John Bender is just on it. He's always sending stuff in. He's got another question this week. He's our woobly-o-balls. And- <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. Uh, he uh, he writes, uh, who is the better, quote, end of the bench cheerleader guy, Roni Turiaf or Mark Madsen? Okay, cool. I like that. I like that. Those are uh, two A-plus celebrators, I would yep. say. Some people get fired up, and uh, they might not play a lot, but you know them at the end of the bench there as a celebrator. They're so vital, and I, I've always admired them. I know that I would be doing that, especially <laughs> if I'm not getting minutes, you Maybe know. you. <laughs> That would, that, that would easily be me. I, I would be doing that even if I were like a star, though. I would be like, you know, as long as I wasn't like totally drained and resting my legs, I'd be like jumping up and down and yeah. screaming like that. I mean, we had to do that in swimming, Neil. Oh, yeah. We had to cheer for everyone else between our races. Go down on the, you know, the end of the pool, cheer for them for the races. Very important for team morale. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so, keep it going. So we got Roni Turioff, Mark Madsen. Um, you know, for me, I like Roni in this one. Mark Manson, I think, more is more of like a Timberwolves faithful, like favorite player. But if we're just talking about bench cheerleader, Roni Turioff um, really changed the game. He had some truly bizarre and sort of out of body experience type of reactions to Truth. stuff going on in the game where he was like convulsing and doing strange dance moves very psychedelic I think whereas Madsen was more of like um, square white guy um, you know uh, your, your cousin that you know or whatever I don't know he, he's very Mark Madsen's definitely more relatable and uh, you know more cheerable when he was on the floor and that kind of thing but I got Roni in this one. We love Mark Yeah oh, oh Mark's great Mark is an all time Timberwolf name and definitely one by all accounts one of the best guys in the league um, for sure, no, no slight against Mark, but for just a championship about, end of the bench guy. Oh really. yeah, and Mark, you know, really made his name at championship celebrations. That's right, uh, with the Lakers dancing with Shaq. Know, classic moments there. So Mark definitely has more moments like that. But for cheerleader, going Roni. Um, I agree partially because he came to trivia one time at Darby's. <laughs> Roni took a photo with him. I have that photo. That's right. We got to post that up. Yeah. Look for that on the Twitter. He was wearing a hoodie that's it's like <laughs> I Heart New York and I Heart NY, but the heart was made out of pizza. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was great. Perfect. Also, full disclosure, uh, it's not a fair deal here because I won an Instagram contest by just like commenting. To, we got two free tickets to go see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs oh, 2 in theaters, yeah. hosted by Roni Turioff. That was incredible. Not only did we get free tickets, we got free concession stand items yeah, and uh, popcorn. And Roni introduced nice. the movie, and he sat right in front of us, but it was stadium seating. But I can literally say now, I sat behind an NBA player at a, in a movie theater. And I could see fine. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing kids don't get, where they're like, yeah, what's that? Sitting sit behind someone tall, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Scott, you got Roni or Mark in this one? You got I'm, Roni? I'm taking Roni there, yeah. but the true answer to this is Greg Steamsma. The steamer. So the steamer, I, I just remember him most fondly for his crazy... Bench celebrations. Did he he was, do like a leg kick. Yeah, he did like a, he was trying to get this like uh, down as like a thing that stuck. And sometimes he get his teammates to do a leg kick too. After a three, it was after a three you do the big leg kick. Yeah, lots of Kevin Love threes and then big kick, you know, from yeah. uh, from Steamer. Totally, that that he was very good at that. Uh, you know, end of the bench, an underrated end of the bench of guy. guy. These days, we were just talking about this the other night. We went to the Clippers game. Greg Smith is the guy right now who, you know, is that stand-up when a three happens or when a big dunk happens. You know, we didn't have that guy for most of the season. We got guys who were cheering real loud, guys always clapping, no no issues there, no chemistry stuff. KG, obviously, you know, lots of cheering, uh, lots of all day. Uh, but uh, we he's, didn't fighting, have, he's fighting for a spot in the league. He needs to bring the energy yeah, every moment. He's you got, know? He's got to ha- you know, Greg, we didn't have anybody getting up off their feet cheering, and Greg Smith has brought that to the team. You're right. He's you don't trying, get, that's an intangible. He's you don't get to, through two 10 day contracts and sign yeah, with the team for the rest of the season without bringing that energy every day. That's what, that's what 10 day contract guys 
guys have to do. That's just something that's on his pros and cons list that he can add to the pros side. Exactly. At the end of the season, the, the, the team's wondering, you know, should we bring this guy back for training camp next year? They're going to remember how enthusiastic he was about some Zach Levine dunks during the year. And that's uh, going to work for him, I think. We'll remember it, at least. <laughs> Good question, John. Thanks. Next one comes to us from Kellen. Uh, Kellen writes, Cherry Berry is a lame-ass sponsor for everybody to get excited about. I don't True. even know where a Cherry Berry is located. Can you guys think of a better sponsor? Thanks, Kellen, for the question. Appreciate it. Uh, so just to catch everybody up, if you haven't been to a game recently, in the fourth quarter of a game, if an opponent misses two consecutive free throws, everybody in the crowd will get cher- free Cherry Berry the next day. It is a frozen yogurt product. It's sort of like a fro-yo, like make your own, like go through the whole you know buffet style, like pour your toppings on. I think it's uh, it's not something we see here in Minnesota very often due to our weather, I think. But, you know, out west uh, and in Florida and Texas and stuff, much more prominent, the whole the whole frozen yogurt vibe, the whole thing, the, you know, pink berry and that kind of thing. But here we have Cherry Berry, apparently. I've never seen one, though. I don't know where one is. They must I've- be I think, I think maybe there's one in Minneapolis and zero in St. Paul, and it's just like it's like a food court thing. It, it's like it's fun to win, and people still flip their lid because people Free always <laughs> people always go crazy for winning it. But I feel like that's a promotion where like 95 percent of the fans don't use it because there's no cherry berries around, and so like you have to do it the next day too. And yeah. I, it's just a terrible uh, promotion, really. Um, I know I've been to a lot of. White Sox or Bulls games where it's uh, Big Macs are giving away and stuff like that. Right. So we need a more prominent sponsor. Scott, who right. we got? Who we got for this? What could we do? What could, what could uh, be more of a regional um, sponsor that you know people will get more excited about even? Uh, my favorite one is that anybody who parked in ramps A, B, or C for the Timberwolves games. The ABC ramps. The ramps that are connected <laughs> uh, by Skyway to the yeah. Target Center for people who haven't been to a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your parking's free. You nice. know, validated. Wow, that would bring the house down. Yeah, because freak out. That's it can like, get expensive on game night. It's like seven to like probably between like eight and fifteen dollars, depending on the night. Depending on the night, yeah. exactly. And yeah. so that's a. I think that like actual people would get super relieved and excited I, because they. That's that's a. Tangible difference that you cash in on that same night. You're right. You don't even have to go somewhere the next day. Yeah, you benefit your, your savings are happening hours like like an hour later. Yeah, kids probably <laughs> won't care, but whatever. There's not that many yeah, kids in the true. arena, anyways. That's true. Yeah, kids would be bummed up about parking. <laughs> they, have, they have little voices. It's not like we need them to boo someone at the free throw line, anyways. That's a good one, Scott. I got Target. Super easy. I think the Target Target's in the house. Target Center, Target Field. It's all happening right there. Downtown Target is uh, connected to the Skyway. Again, another one that you can take advantage of straight away from the game target in those situations opens later they're open until midnight on nights like this okay you know where, where two free throws are missed and you know maybe you get like a, a 25% off coupon or you get like 10 a $10 gift card or something like that something Ooh. like that tar- I mean that's a lot uh, but you know I wonder what the I wonder what the you know uh, efficiency of a cherry berry night happening is like I wonder that's what I'm saying they lose no money on that because no one ever <laughs> comes into a cherry berry because they're buried in the earth for their so like hard to find happen very often you, yeah. and so yeah i'm sure they get like weirded out when it happens because they got to lose like zero money on that no one they're not like losing hundreds of dollars on people cashing in their free yeah. cherry berry right now so i think the chair i think the target giving away gift cards isn't you know that much of a loss for them i think uh especially if it's maybe just that night or the next morning or something come on in get your get your target you got your coupons um, or maybe it's like free free throws you know like Free Red Bull right next to the register. There you it know, is. Like free soda or something. Yeah, yeah. An item in Target. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to go into the store, and then this thing is free. But then hopefully you'll buy. And some then other while you're, yeah, while you're Love there, it. you're like, oh, I need toothpaste. Oh yeah, and you got to stock up. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> totally. I like brilliant. That. Brilliant. Oh, my God. Target. Like, We're coming up with this stuff. We're just. You don't have to pay us. Yep. This one's free. Next we, one. We would take it. Yeah. We yeah. wouldn't say no to it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. We'll be consulting. We'll, we don't even have to tell anyone. Wow. Good times. All right. Good. That is mailbag for you. Thank you for sending in your questions. As always, you can tweet at us at Wolvescast or go to your website and uh, fill out a questionnaire uh, form over there and we'll get your question and we'll read it on the air and we will answer it to the best of our abilities. Um, Scott, speaking of Target Center, it's time to review some food. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Yeah, we were at Target Center this week uh, for the unfortunate beatdown that happened. Wolves, Clippers, CP3 came in, had like 15 and 17 on us. Worst game of the season. We just didn't show up. Sam Mitchell said so. Sam Mitchell was livid uh, after that game. And you know what? You you at home feel that pain that we felt where it's just like the second half you realize like I don't want to be here or yeah. like I don't really want to watch this I don't want to see how this ends because I it just what does it matter yeah like we've been to a few games like that before but like this was the worst of the year the first of this year that was like made me feel like that yeah we've been playing so well recently too very very uh, disparaging to see that but, but here's the thing for fans who have felt this way now because of the Clippers game on Wednesday that was terrible. Was this is how it usually feels all March lawn. Like mm. usually this is March and April every year for the last Ooh. like five, six, seven seasons where yeah. they're usually the nobody nobody's usually trying in March and April. Like it's usually a bunch of guys who have already got their vacations booked. Last year at least Wiggins was trying hard because he was trying to get that rookie of the year award. Yeah. And this year, until last night, or until Wednesday night, because you're listening to this in the future. Sure. Uh until Wednesday night, we hadn't had like a game where we just laid an egg where it looked like the guys had checked out for the season already. Yeah, it was just so, like punch their tickets, you know. So it's a good thing that it was one of the few games like that we've had in recent memory. So. Hopefully, we don't get another like one like that down the stretch. It would stink. We have seven games left this season. It would stink if they just mailed in the rest of the season. That's not going to happen. I, I think I know Towns won't. Like no. Towns is the only one trying hard for the Clippers <laughs> game because Towns is going to get that not only that rookie of the year. He knows he's like running for like most historic rookie seasons. You know, he has that like. He's up there with like Jordan and Shaq yep. and Robinson and uh, you know for PER and all time stats and totally. so he, he's going to try hard till the end of the season. They're not shutting him down, but I hope uh, everyone else in the league doesn't uh, or in the team doesn't say, "Oh, only seven games left. Let's check out." Well, and here's what you do when you find yourself at Target Center and uh, it's twenty points lead. Uh, twenty, you're down twenty points in the third quarter. You get some food. Absolutely, and you and you start wondering, um, you know, how is this food? Where is it rank against uh, the other food that I've had? So, so we tried out some new items, and uh, we got a couple items to review for you this week. With only three home games left, we're at the end of the season. We're like, we got to really work to get it. In. And to our credit, we we found it hard to find food we hadn't tried yet. We made the rounds, and we could not really find anything else that we have not reviewed. As far as the new stuff goes, there's lots of standard fare. That we're just going to ignore. We really want to get into the new stuff for this season, the specialty stuff. We we didn't try the burger where it's like as many patties as you want because, like, I feel like that's just going to be like a cheeseburger. I know how that tastes. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. Tons of patties. So maybe I'd try that in the future. But that's like, for the most part, I tried everything I wanted to this year. Yeah. So um, this week uh, we tried the butcher and the boar cheddar worst. And Mm. we also tried the pulled pork panini. Um, We each, uh, you know, had some bites of each of these things. And uh, we want to talk about what we found here. Scott, let's start with the butcher and the boar cheddar worst. 
Uh, Neil, what can you tell us about the Butcher and the Boar for people who aren't from Minneapolis? It's an amazing restaurant downtown Minneapolis, um, known for their meats, I guess. One, cocktails. I, one, I think one of the best reviewed restaurants in the city in yes. terms of uh, people love it. And my favorite food at Target Field for two years running has been the Butcher and the Boar stand. They rib have tips. rib tips. And I literally get it every time I go to the ballpark. It's my favorite thing at Target Field. And so it's great to see them get it into the Target Center because uh, this was a great sausage uh, yeah. that I had the cheddar worst. Uh, mm. It's just like there's a whole different level than like earlier this season, I wanted a hot dog. I wanted. Hot dog. I just wanted like the uh, cheapest hot dog. So Classic hot dog. I wanted that like kind of ball game hot dog, like, mm, it, like what you would get at like dog. Target Field. You yeah. know, like a baseball kind of taste, like where you know it's like the cheapest quality meat, but like that's what you were looking for. You were looking for that, yeah. like Yum. Oscar Mayer kind of taste. Yeah. And this was something that's this is on a different planet from that. This is actually like a quality link you get in that bun. The bun is like your standard fare, but at only seven dollars, I feel like it's a really good value because Great price point. It's really only a few more dollars and you get like such a more quality piece of meat. Yeah. And um, great toppings as well. Had lots of onions, a surprising amount of onions on top. Right. It went really well with uh, with the cheddar worst. I turned down the sauerkraut option. Yeah. Because, you know, Let's take it or leave it. Yeah. I, I can make my own decision. Yeah. I think I, w- I would not have the sauerkraut as well. I don't think that's super important. I mean, that's something that some people like. But. Some people. Yeah, but yeah, lots of onions. I really, I really was surprised by the quality of the, of the cheddar wars, but I really shouldn't be. As we said, with Butcher and the Boar, that's not your everyday stuff. This good meat, you know, you're getting, it's, it's, it's a notch above, I would say. Yeah, and I think that we've talked about the tiers that you have where, yes. you know, for like five bucks, you're getting like a snack, like M&M's or something like popcorn or candy. Some, yeah. yeah, something like that. If you go into that like seven to $10 range, seven to $10 range is kind of like, you get a hot dog or something that will like if you're hungry it'll satisfy you but it's not a meal get the brat it's yeah. not a meal level and this in that range is one of the best things I've had yeah if you're feeling right. like you don't want a full meal but you definitely just don't want a snack like I would recommend paying the extra dollar and finding the butcher and the boar hot dog it's delicious very good check out the butcher and the boar stuff at uh, Target Center hopefully next year they bring on some more butcher and the boar stuff we we would definitely um, welcome that as you said with the rib tips. The summer at Target Field, I'd love yep. to see some more other meat options. I think this is the only butcher in the board item they start. have. So we're seeing it start. I think some of them might have to do it with renovations because yeah. I think that these old school like <laughs> concession stand carved out areas, like they don't have the the technology and the, the modern kind of kitchenware that Target Field has to do some stuff. Yeah, they're limited with what they can do maybe right. in those areas. I feel like they're going halfway there. Like the, the Target Center is dipping their toes in the water <laughs> right now because That's they're great. Coming, they're coming up with like fun concoctions that they, they can pull off they're not taking it that extra step where it's like we said we get this amazing burger with amazing toppings but it's a cheap bun or stuff like that where there, there's little things that are just like this takes it down a level that at target field there's not like you if you're getting like a fancy burger it's coming on like a pretzel bun or something yeah. like that you know <laughs> and so i think that it's very encouraging we spent all season you know trying different stuff and it makes it exciting right. to go to games and <laughs> you know with baseball season starting everyone will be talking about what's new at target field and i think they can get that kind of publicity as well if they just take one more step forward embrace it as fully as target field does. we expect that step next season next season it's all good lots of good items this this uh season for sure another one of those we uh we tried the pulled pork panini 
Mm. Uh, we've had other paninis uh, throughout the year, uh, most notably the the Wiggy Witch was a panini, a very uh, good item that surprised us a lot. Um, but yeah, this was from the same section, 101, where they have all the paninis. Um, pulled pork, very good. You get a lot of pork on this thing, almost overwhelming amount of pork. Every bite was just was just full of meat. And I really liked that about the sandwich. It was uh, sufficiently fi- filling as a $10 item. Um, so, you know, a step up um, from from what we were talking about, the cheddar worst. You do get a handful of, of um, you know, potato chips on top as well and some yep. pickles, um, you know, some, si- Which, some if sizable you like, pickles. If you like pickles, you should put it on the sandwich. Yeah, and if you like pickles, you should come to a basketball game with me yeah. because I don't and I will give them to you. Oh, man, my wife would love that. <laughs> I give my wife my pickles because she loves pickles. But I like pickles, and I yeah. grew up eating Neil's pickles. It was always mom or me who got yeah. Neil's pickles. <laughs> Neil's not a pickle fan. You had some of the sandwich, too. It was a hearty sandwich, right? It, it was very hearty. Yeah. And I do think the pickle might have helped a little bit because you, the overwhelming sensation is pork. Pork. You get Salty the, pork. <laughs> honestly, and if there's one thing you got to get right about pulled pork, it's pork. Yeah. And so for that, I am grateful. Well because said. it is it is like brought me back to, you know, high school grad party days where everyone had pulled pork <laughs> and they had those little yeah. buns, but you would just yeah. load up your bun with oh, like tons yeah. of it. Like that's the kind of sensation where you're, you feel like you're eating almost spoonfuls of pulled, pulled pork. Whereas, uh, you know, I think there was a slice of cheese melted on there. Oh, yeah, it, had a little, a little provolone, I think, on there. Right. And it was just like, maybe you got hints of it. Maybe yeah. it was just like a little bit softer. The meat was just a little bit softer because the cheese had been melted on it. But uh, there's also a Dijon mustard, allegedly. But yep. once again, it was just like you get a hint of that sensation. It was just pork, pork, and maybe a little taste of that provolone mustard combo. I think maybe if you put the pickles on there, it, it would kind of uh, at least add another taste into yes. it, into the mix a little bit. Um, yes, the I meat. Can't, I can't complain. It was delicious, but like you, you could have a better balance. Yeah, there, there was for sure. You know, meat took the center stage and could have used a little bit more Dijon mustard taste in there. Could have used a little more cheese in there, but definitely a great, a great value at ten dollars uh, for the pulled pork panini. Um, I know someone sitting at home like yelling at the podcast. Good, it tastes like meat. You know, like that's what I want for my sandwich. I just want yeah. pure meat. Can I get yeah. without the bread? This is the pork for you right here. It's good bread, though. Yeah, it, good it, bread. It was like a, a grain bread, nine grains. I don't know how many grains are yeah. in that bread, but more than two. Plenty of grains. It Plenty was, of grains. It was, uh, you know, for somebody who has uh, complained about the bread a few times at Target Center, I feel like I have to point it out when there's a good yeah. bread on this. <laughs> good bread there. Play. Definitely dug both of these items. I felt like for $10, like this is filling. You know, in a way, the cheddar worst wasn't at seven. Yep. I got done with that cheddar worst, and I was still down to eat something. Could have had two. Like, could have had two. Two, two worse. I, I could have. I could have had two cheddar worst. Be, be honest. honest. You yeah. could have had two easily. Yeah. Especially as I'm preparing for baseball season. <laughs> got to get that training in. It's hot dog season. Right. Warm up. It's cased meats season. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. But. I would have to say that, like, if I ate one of the full, like, I had a few bites of your panini, and I was like, "Wow, this is filling." Yeah. And then there's chips on top of that. So That's if you lot. if you want to pay ten dollars and get like something that is tasty and not as bad for you as like cotton candy and chocolates <laughs> and stuff, yeah. and be full, like, get that. Yeah, it's a good choice. 
That's great. All right, we've uh, we reviewed Target Center food. We're pretty much at the end of our rope as far as that stuff goes. I think at the end of the season we'll do a power rankings yes. and we will rank our favorite food items. Yes, we'll break down maybe one to ten or whatever how many ever items we we reviewed this season. We will do a comprehensive ranking, but I think uh, you know all entries are closed as far as new stuff coming in. We're done. Yeah, I think we're going to the final game of the season. Yep. And who knows what kind of food options there'll be because I know they're kind of ramping down and yeah. Delaware North Company's got to get rid of all all their. <laughs> foods and stuff we have some sales right so there might be some food options that aren't on deck but i want to try the tot dish tacos again oh yeah we can go back to our favorites right i just sure. want it's, it's been a long season i want to try them again love it all right cool that's target center food review for you scott let's uh let's get into our new segment uh, late in the season here we're still bringing those new segments to you we always want to be coming up with new stuff like that innovation never sleeps that's right and uh, we decided we want to give out awards every week so this week uh, we have the Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Yes, it's the Weekly Wolfies, the short segment where we give an award to whatever. It, right? doesn't, it doesn't even have to be a good thing. You can yeah. you, you can give out bad awards like yeah. uh, the raz the raspberries or whatever the razzies that, the razzies that's yeah. what it is yeah so the bad it's Oscars a, but yeah so it's an award of something we kind of want to bring up and feature as you know I think it's mostly going to be something we want to highlight for you to check out but it might also be uh, something we want to slap on the wrist um, so right now we want to um, give you our inaugural uh, wolfies of the week those are awards that we're giving away every week on this show. Um, and uh, Scott, you want to start us off here with your Wolfie? Absolutely. Great. Th- this week, I'd like to present the Wolfie for best job listening to the podcast and implementing our advice <laughs> to the Target Center in Arena Entertainment crew for bringing wow. back the Klondike Bar Challenge. Maybe it was Klondike Bar itself that hurt us and had to start wow. introducing it, but I thought it was dead. I complained about it so much. We went to the game on Wednesday. It was easily the best part of the game, especially after that Clippers dud, but... Uh, if you, if you don't know, there used to be a challenge every single game. Back when we had season tickets, we went to you know forty one games. So we saw that every night they would come up with some new challenge. Usually, try to tie it in with the team or the weather or something going on in Minneapolis a little bit, where uh, a, a fan would be taken from their seat and challenged. And if he would complete the challenge his or her row could all win free conduct bar. So it's not even like you're doing it for a conduct. You're doing it for your whole row. Yeah. It was based on the whole, you know, marketing idea of what would you do for a conduct bar? And we so saw we people just do come crazy up with stuff. lots of stuff. There was stuff like you have to put on these headphones and dance, uh, for, uh, all of halftime. Yeah, usually and like it's an extended quarter. amount of time. Usually it's in the second quarter. And yeah, you have to do something for a long period of time. Or something gross, like an eating contest or chug, chug some gross stuff. Yeah, or do something embarrassing. Right. And so on uh, last night, it was a rainy day in Minneapolis. <laughs> and uh, they did a guy, they dressed up a person, a fan in a raincoat, and had that fan uh, just have to get sprayed by water bottles <laughs> for like five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's great because a lot of times they're doing these challenges and like you're doing during halftime and you can like step up and take a selfie with them it's like yeah. a really smart way to get people to post it yeah. social media and things great i'm such a big fan we even saw a person get a tattoo of the wolves logo once the klondike bar challenge had been dormant for most of this year you know there has been a long time since there's been a wolves home game but it is not something we had seen in all this season granted um, we haven't gone to as many but yeah so still it, still it's back i in celebrate some, in some fashion maybe it's Honestly, a once a month but i don't know it's back i'm happier about this than the new scoreboard i swear <laughs> Like it's back and hopefully to stay. It's safe. 
It's safe. Great. Good I will Wolfie. buy as many Klondikes as I need to to like keep that going. That's right. Okay. Good Wolfie Scott. Uh, my Wolfie of the week uh, goes to Kevin Garnett uh, for creating an Instagram account. Tick picks. Tick picks. Uh, you know, almost better than the fact that he's on it is the fact that his Instagram handle is T I C underscore P I C S. Tick picks. Hilarious name. KG's on Instagram doing it as any 40 year old would very sort of like he is he is prolific on there for sure which you like to see but he seems to post in like bursts right yep. you'll get three pictures four pictures five pictures and then nothing for a while for a day and then tomorrow the next thing same thing happens a burst of them and they and, and unlike what i think most people use instagram for which is sort of like here's what i'm doing right now right here's what's happening in my here's life right a cool now. thing i've seen in my world here's what's happening right now he is doing throwback pictures all the time and it's very hard to know when he posts a picture did this happen today or did this happen five years ago because, because his body has not changed he looks the same exactly Ageless he wears wonder. the same clothes yeah but he's got pictures of like old teammates lots of boston era kg stuff um so really funny stuff really great uh, lots of pictures with tyus and other like young wolves and he's like got great captions like my young ogs and stuff like that so really great that kg's on instagram i really appreciate that it takes a lot for a guy of his age to jump on something like this so i like that you know how kg has been a mentor to these young players these yeah. young players owe him the decency to mentor him <laughs> and let him know he doesn't need to be in every one of his photos like yeah. instagram it's okay to They're have selfies photos of other people or things. Yeah, it's a nice sight. Yeah, I think right now he thinks the rule is it's like a profile picture every time. Like you have to have yourself yeah. in the photo. That's yeah. why. That's why people are following him to sure. see pictures of it's him. KGF too. So. Uh, I think he's got to learn that. And also, I don't think he's using filters yet. I think no. he's just straight, straight up, up uploading photos. Up. I just took this. There's going no up. filters. There's, so hopefully he'll uh, <laughs> spend some time this offseason with it and start getting in touch with his arty side. Yes, indeed. Okay, those are our Wolfies of the Week. They win awards. We'll have uh, new awards to give out next week and beyond. And uh, let us know who you want us to give our Wolfies to. That'd be cool. Get some recommendations going on up in here. Uh, Scott, we've reached the end of our show. Should we play a game? Let's play a game. Okay, cool. This game um, is, as we mentioned before, April Fool's related. We're not going to pull any fast ones on you here, but uh, this game does have an April Fool's wrinkle to it. It's former Timberwolves nicknames, Real or April Fool's. Ooh. Let's get going here, Scott. I'm going to give you a Timberwolves player and let you know what their nickname was. Okay. And you have to tell me... If uh, it's real or if it's just simply an April Fool's joke. You ready to start? Uh, I, have one, I want a clarification on something. Oh. So is this like basketball reference nicknames where it's like, here's a nickname for them, but nobody's <laughs> ever heard them being called that ever? You know, I did some research. I did not use basketball reference for any of this. It okay. was mostly like general Googling. Okay, that's and good like, to know. do I see anything on here? You know, so it's Zach Lowe calls him out every once in a while on Twitter where he's like, he'll link a basketball reference page and be like, Clay Thompson's name is like <laughs> Snake Lightning or whatever, you know? Yeah. Okay, let's get started here, Scott. Okay, I'm ready. Starting out with uh, Doug West. What's his nickname? His nickname here, The Compass. Doug West, the compass, real or April Fools? I think it's uh, it's a little too clever to be real. I think I think that's April Fools. You got it. That is April Fools. The compass was not his nickname. I don't know what was. A lot of these ones that are April Fools were basically people who I couldn't find nicknames for, and just had to come up with something. Oh, I Good wish one. if he, I wish he was playing today because Twitter would have a lot of fun with like <laughs> Doug by Doug West. <laughs> Doug by Doug. 
Jokes. That's a great one. Dug by Doug West, indeed. Okay, next one, Scott. Ricky Davis. His nickname, Ricky Buckets. Is that real or April Fool's? Uh, there's probably never been a more true nickname for any player in the league. That's real. Real, indeed. And yes, indeed. You're 2-0, Ricky Davis. Shout out uh, to president of the Ricky Davis fan club at Talk Hoops. Talk Hoops, indeed. Z Harper. Yeah, Zach Harper, he loves himself. Ricky Davis, like Ricky Who Buckets. Doesn't? I also like Git Buckets. I heard people call him Git Buckets. Yeah, you I know? mean, I love I lo- both of those. I love seeing every once in a while I see a Ricky Davis jersey at the Target Center, but <laughs> I love to see one of those Number 31, Git number 31, Git Buckets. Git Buckets on the back. <laughs> All right, the next one, Scott. Former Wolf Tyrone Corbin, his nickname, Milkman. Is that real or is that uh, April Fool's joke? Oh, man. This is Milkman. a good one because it's, it's like from that era yeah, of like. Who knows? You know, Carl. Carl, Carl Malone. Yeah, was the, the mailman. <laughs> the mailman, yeah. He delivered the mail. And so Tyrone Ty Corbin. could be like the milkman. Yeah. He does his work earlier in the morning, <laughs> you know, or something like that. You wake that. up and his work is done. Yeah, he's got to keep it fresh. Real or April Fool's? I'm going to say real. It is real. Milkman. Wow, I looked milk into man. this one. He got that uh, nickname because he starred in a, a Got Milk commercial or a Got Milk ad, like a print ad or whatever, where he wow. had the milk mustache. Wow. A little milk mustache for Tyler Corbin. What a weird Corbin. thing to get a nickname from, milk. especially because you've seen like Shaq and Jordan and like everyone do those kind of campaigns. Yeah, yeah, totally. Milkman. All right, Scott, uh, next player for you, Anthony Peeler. His nickname, The Peel Deal. The Peel Deal. Peel Deal, Anthony Peeler, real or April Fools. Um, I would know this because this would be my favorite nickname of all time <laughs> if it if it were the case. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish NBA players and just professional athletes in general were as into like puns on their own name. Yeah, uh, because we would have a lot better nicknames. This is yeah. fake. April Fools. April Fools, indeed. I want to believe you're four and zero. You're sterling right now. You're killing it. Wow. I am just so locked in today. You're great at nicknames. Good one. All right, next it's one. It's hard Scott. to fool me. That's what I'm saying. April Fools. I see right through you. Next one, Luke Ridenour, nickname Frodo. Real or April Fools? Luke Ridenour. Ooh, this is a good this is a good one because Luke was recent enough for us that I remember I, w- I don't remember a lot of people calling him Frodo, but I could definitely see it being real because he does kind of look like a hobbit. I'm going to say real. Real indeed. Wow. Frodo I'm is, killing it. Um, that's another one where, you know, I definitely didn't know about that one, but if you look, it's there. People allegedly uh, called him this a lot. He was earlier in his, his career. You know, we got him later in his career. He really looks more like a Mary or a Pippin, if you ask me. <laughs> Different uh, hobbits are yeah, more appropriate here. That's what here. I'm saying. Nah, maybe not the most uh, accurate. Maybe a Bilbo, like, you know, the, the recent Hobbit movies, Bilbo yeah, Baggins. Bilbo. Maybe that's the closest route now. All right, next one for you, Scott. Wayne Ellington, nickname Wayne Maker, the Wayne Maker. Real um, or April Fool's? I know every time he hit a three, we shouted, making it Wayne. <laughs> So yeah. I'm going to say it's real. It's April Fool's. Oh. Sorry I made that one up. Wayne Maker. There goes my perfect game. But yeah, we did shout that. Great. You're still doing great. We Love did Wayne shout that. Love they still in the, in, the, in the league. Beautiful jump shot. Wow. He's got a great looking shot. Wayne Good Ellington. looking man too. Wayne Ellington. Uh, uh, Final Four uh, MVP. Did you know that? Final Four MVP. I did not know Wayne that. Ellington. Wow. <laughs> Just like Tyus Jones. Wow. We'll see. Just goes to show you, college success doesn't always make college or NBA superstar. <laughs> That's right. You have a Wayne Ellington jersey. I have a Wayne Ellington jersey. One of the few players who changed his number while on the same team. Yeah, he's got lots of numbers. I have a 19, which is the same uh, number as Sam Cassell. Wayne Ellington. Okay, got two more for you, Scott. Right. Joe Smith, nickname Scandal. Scandal. Real or April Fool's? 
Oh, man. This is how we know him, but I'm going to say this is April Fool's. You're right. That's not real. I don't think anyone's ever called him Scandal. It would be really funny, though, if that was his nickname, <laughs> but for something else entirely, not because of like the t- Scandal at the Timberwolves, but he because... Likes like, the, he likes the ABC show Scandal. Yeah. Or like in college, he was like involved in multiple. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Scandalous. All right, last one here for you, Scott. Scandal Randall or something. If you have a friend named Randall, call him Scandal, <laughs> Scandal Randall. Randall. Last one for us, uh, Craig Smith. Nickname, Cookie. Craig Smith, was his nickname Cookie real or April Fool's? Um, I don't mean to like short-circuit the game here, but I feel like that's not like a pun of his name or like an obvious joke. Yeah. And so that makes me believe it's real because it's not an obvious joke like most of the April Fool's have been. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Cookie. Craig Smith had two nicknames, Cookie and Rhino, uh, but Cookie for sure. I don't know why. Craig Smith, Cookie, you know, I first name starts for, with a C. Uh, was it Chuck Person who was the Rifleman, or was that someone else? Ooh, I don't know about that one. The Rifleman Chuck was one of my... Person. Yeah. The Rifleman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were some other easy ones. Sam Cassell, Sam I Am, Starberry, you know. Starberry. Starberry wow. from Marberry. You know, Spree. Spreewell, yeah. uh, the mayor for uh, for Fred Hoiberg. Wow! So a couple, t- couple. If you said the mayor, I probably would have got on that one. <laughs> the mayor, for sure. All right, that closes out our show for us this week. We really appreciate you guys listening every week. We're almost to the end of the Timberwolves season. We've got a couple more episodes for you, so don't give up now. We're almost there at the end of the season. Keep on listening to us. It's been really fun. Uh, got a couple more games good times also uh feel free to come out to trivia at darby's every mm. tuesday night 6 p.m yes darby's pub and grill it's right by target field really uh, yes right by that light rail station if you want to take the train scott you had uh, we had some listeners come out to trivia this week Q card right. guy at Q card guy at Q card guy on twitter showed up and, and maybe he's our wobbly old balls it's yeah. a very very loyal follower we thank him for reviewing our podcast and digging our stuff and so it was great to meet him in person. Real, real nice guy. Knows his Timberwolves. He's been a season ticket member for 17 seasons. That's impressive. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Through the ups and downs. He's not fickle like us. He is. He's there. And he had a good point about our discussion last week yeah, on some the follow podcast. Up, some follow-up on the scoreboard. You know, we were kind of pining for the kind of scoreboard where it's, uh, it's rectangular. Long, a rectangular, you know, or it's longer on the sidelines. And uh, instead, we're getting a scoreboard where we're having four equal-sized screens. And he just said, he was telling me that apparently when you have the rectangular scoreboards, if you sit in the corner, if you're in the upper level on the corners, you get a really bad viewing experience. Right. Like that long board doesn't look very good from the corner. It's right. Stretched so and yeah. there's some dead spots. Yeah. Whereas uh, doing it this way will lessen dead spots. And also, I think with the additions of the four corner screens in the top corners, mm-hmm. there's going to be plenty of ways to see the screens from the upper deck. So good that's point a good point. We didn't think I, about that. Man. I didn't even think about that because yeah. I've never gone to an arena with that yeah. nice of a scoreboard. I haven't had that experience. Yeah. But. And that's great. Well, thank you, cue card guy, for going to trivia. And uh, uh, we'd love know, to see you there. Know. Yeah, come, uh, come, come on, on out. out it's trivia. free to play, and there's lots of great prizes. And for any of my trivia teams that are listening to this podcast right now, Ooh. you can get a podcast point. I'm inventing this right now. Nice. Actually, no, I'm not inventing this. My my <laughs> lovely wife Meg, who I didn't give a shout out to on the podcast. Yeah. That's most of the reason why she listens. <laughs> so that's why I stink it at the end here because now she's going to listen to the whole stinking podcast. Uh-huh, looking uh-huh, for that. Uh-huh. I forgot to do it last week. But anyways, my lovely wife Meg. Invented this great idea, idea. podcast point, which is if you listen and you hear about this podcast, if here's your hint 
you will get extra point at trivia next week if you draw a basketball right up by your team name. Oh, just draw that's a basketball. all it takes. Draw a basketball by your team name, you'll get an extra Secret podcast code. point. A little code. The one point was the difference between first and third place last week. It could be seventy-five dollars at Darby's right there. That's right. You never so, know. Come on out, see us at Darby's. It'd great, be very great to meet some more of you. I always love meeting the fans. They're all super cool people. Thanks for listening so to the show this week, you guys. We'll be back next week with another episode of Timberwolves the Podcast. And until next week, everybody, remember on Twitter, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Yeah.